I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in on a little bit of everything with me, and I am your host, Angelica. This is a podcast that talks about a little bit of everything, so sit back and enjoy the show. Because I work specifically with women who have been sexually traumatized, um, I'm a two-time rape survivor, and so that's kind of my wheelhouse. Um, You know, I walk the walk every day, and so I really understand what women need. And um, so that app is really geared for them. Um, I think it's going to be really neat because they'll be able, you know, our cell phones are so private. everyone and welcome back to another episode of a little bit of everything with me today my guest is the founder of the trauma healing yoga therapy program so welcome anisa to the show how are you doing today hi good how are you i'm doing great well thank you so much for being part of the, the podcast i'm so excited to learn about your company trauma healing yoga therapy program and tell the listeners a bit about yourself Well, I am originally from the New York, New Jersey area. I am currently living in Manhattan, Kansas. So I left the big apple for the little apple. My husband was active duty military and that's what brought us here. Uh, I'm the mom of two teenage boys. And so during COVID, I was more concerned that I would like run out of Febreze before we ran out of toilet paper because being stuck in the house with three men is not pleasant, let me tell you. other than that, I, um, I kind of fell into this gig. It wasn't like I woke up one day and said, oh, I want to be a yoga therapist. Mm-hmm. So um, kind of, you know, me in a nutshell. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> awesome. And, you know, I find yoga has been super helpful for me in the past to reduce stress, to really get that mobility, especially when I was doing high intensity workouts. And I know you have a yoga therapy. So what is the difference between yoga and yoga therapy? Great question. Um, So if you think about yoga being just a big old pie, right? Yoga is wonderful for, uh, just as you said, flexibility, relieving of stress. Um, You know, it it has a lot of really wonderful applications. If we were to take that pie and cut it in half, we would have one side of it that would be fitness-based. Um, your Ashtanga, your Bikram, you know, your, your co-ed naked hot yoga, um, aerial yoga, all of these wonderful fun things. And they're great for your body. Yes, they do help you with stress release and all of these wonderful things, but they're more fitness-based. On the other side of the pie, we have therapy. And these are really specific. Um, you can have yoga therapy for cardiac rehab, cancer, MS, seniors, um, and like I do, for PTSD and trauma. And we really do a lot of very intense um, education 
in those areas. And so we're very specialized and we help people who are really struggling with those particular, you know, whatever the problem is. And so um, my first thing that I would really love to tell your listeners is make sure that your needs are being met. You know, going down to your local yoga studio and having a great session is wonderful. But if you're looking at this and saying, well, you know, I'm, I have cancer, you might really want to find somebody who specifically deals with that. So that way they're really meeting your needs. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting to know because a lot of people, it takes a while to find the right yoga instructor to begin with. I've tried to think about like a good five in my lifetime and it could be pretty expensive, but you have to find the right teacher in order to help you with your needs. And, you know, a lot of people need to try it out and I don't like that misconception that a lot of people just go in and say, Oh, I don't like this. This is not for me. And why did I get myself here? But it's, it's a trial and error. You got to try different studios and depending what you're looking for, it takes a while to find that, that right person. Absolutely. You know, the very first yoga teacher that I had, she was warm and yummy and just wonderful. And when I grew up, I wanted to be her, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. she was just wonderful. And then I had a second teacher and, you know, I got into her class and it was very different than my first teacher. And I said, okay, well, maybe I need to give this like a couple of times. And by the third time I was like, okay, I don't like this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This woman is not for me. And so it it is trial and error and you do have to try. And I think that your yoga teacher really does make or break your experience. And so by all means, you know, if you're not having fun, don't be doing it. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree. It can really (laughs) break you or make you want to just fall in love and do the 10 classes in two weeks. Like it's, it's crazy, but I do always encourage people, you need to try it, like pick the places around you and just try it. Because for me, it has helped me so much in my past that I would love to get back to it. But of course, you know, I love group setting because it helps be in that calming space. And if I do it at home, there's no way I can find a quiet place. So it's kind of like a bit of a struggle right now, not being able to visit a studio because there's obviously what we're going through. (laughs) Right. So what is the science behind it and how does this work? Well, you know, as you know, yoga does a lot of stretching, obviously it helps with stress release. Um, Yoga therapy, obviously is slightly different. Um, When we're working with folks who have PTSD or trauma related issues, our our class is structured differently. We do different things. Um, Really what we're trying to do is get into a particular muscle group in the body that holds on to trauma. And we want to work that muscle group to exhaustion. And when we do that, uh, it actually starts to tremble. And it's actually releasing baggage, emotional baggage you don't need to be carrying. And it's, it's really fun. It's a lot of times it happens and people don't even realize that it's happening. And they just say after the class, I feel so much better. <laughs> Sometimes they'll tell me, oh, this part of my body is like jiggling and I'm not jiggling it. That's cool. That's great. Let it, let it do its thing um, because it's releasing. And that's what we need to do. We need to get the body to release this baggage. Mm -hmm. And I love it. And I keep saying how much I love it because 
it's so true towards the end you're just like oh my gosh how can I incorporate this at home before I go to bed because you just feel so relaxed and you feel so like the weight has lifted off your shoulders your whole entire day is just like wow no matter how bad it was or how good you feel even better or a lot better than what you started so oh my gosh it's such a relief it's such a relief now, how is it different from other modalities? Well, you know, each modality has their, their own um, thing that they do. And that's the great thing about yoga is that, you know, when you're doing yoga for specifically PTSD and trauma, um, for me personally, like I've done martial arts. Martial arts are great. And they're great if you have PTSD or trauma issues. For me personally, it actually made me more aggressive. Mm. I didn't like the way I felt when I was doing it. I knew it was good for my body. It wasn't a bad thing. And mm. for other people, it's fantastic. And it helps them work through all of this stuff. And they're able to release that baggage in that way. Some people like to run. I don't like to run. I am not a runner. But by doing that, again, they are able to work out whatever it is they need to work out. But for me, it's yoga. And so I highly encourage, find what it is that meets your need. And it may not be yoga and that's okay. Go for a run, go take some martial arts, you know, some whatever, but find what it is that meets your need. So you are able to release that baggage and fill your well. Truly a believer of that. And it's, uh, I've been told by a naturopath, especially like you got to find something that can really help you through the whole process for myself. Like I'm getting treatments for PCOS and I'm doing it the natural way. And eventually this will help me uh, conceive a child naturally opposed to just injecting all of this craziness when it comes to IVF and everything. And, you know, the one thing she's just like, you need to meditate. You need to find something that's going to work for you, but naturally opposed to you finding that medicated route of, let me just inject myself some estrogen because I need it because my levels are off and stuff like that. So I, I love what you're talking about and what you're doing, because definitely I feel like yoga needs to be more implemented and people need to just give it a try. And I, I, I don't like it when I hear people say, well, it was a horrible class. Well, there's many teachers. There's so many studios that you need to really just try it out. And who will it help? Well, it'll help everyone. I mean, pretty much as long as you have a heartbeat, you know, and, and you can get on a mat. And even that, you don't even have to get on a mat. You could be in a chair. You know, it'll help you as long as you're willing to put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. um, I find it crazy when people say, well, I'm not flexible enough. <laughs> yoga. And then I say to them, okay, well, when you go to the gym and you lift weights, do you lift weights? Cause you're already strong. And they kind of look at me and they're like, uh, well, no, I'm doing it to build strength. Well, yeah. So why do you think you're going to do yoga to increase your flexibility? Not cause you already are. <laughs> and the beauty of it is that what we find is that flexibility that you find in your body and you, and you create in your body all of a sudden follows you off the mat and it becomes part of your everyday life. And you find that you're more flexible in your personality and, you know, it, it gives you more bandwidth. I think mm -hmm. it, it, you know, for, for people who especially have a shorter fuse, like I do, um, it really helps me with having 
more bandwidth and, and really helps me with my short views. And which is why, again, why like martial arts wasn't for me because yeah. it did, it made me too aggressive. I need the yoga to help calm me down. Mm-hmm. Just different personalities. That is true. Different personalities. And, you know, when I was a runner, I would implement yoga into it because when you're running 30 kilometers a week, you're stressing out your body, first of all, and then you're kind of coming home from work, releasing that stress and energy, but then you need something else to calm you down. And I felt yoga implementing that along with everything else I had to do within that one week. I was just like, wow, it could make a huge difference, especially running for long periods of time. You definitely need a little bit of yoga in your life. It could be 10 minutes. It could be 20 minutes. It can even be an hour. And I used to love just being there in that room, especially hot yoga for an hour and a half, because I was just like, this is like the greatest time of my life. (laughs) And you know, your mat time doesn't have to look like a specific thing. You know, people think that it, <clears throat> it has to incorporate all of these certain poses. Yeah. You have to. There's been times exactly. when I literally crawled on my mat and cried for an hour. That's mm. still yoga because you're still releasing. Yeah. I've had clients come in and sit down on their mat and start talking. And we wind up not doing any poses and they just talk. And guess yeah. what? That's still yoga because they are releasing. And so yoga doesn't have to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. And especially the energies that are in there, especially your instructor giving off that positive energy and calming. It, it's such, it's crazy how it impacts you as soon as you walk into the room. It's like, I remember opening those doors and you're just like, oh, <laughs> you felt so relieved just getting in there. Yeah. <laughs> and how long does it take to see results? You know, when you're healing from PTSD and from trauma, not only is your trauma a very personal and individual thing, but so is your healing journey. And so, you know, it could take two classes. It could take years worth of classes. It really depends on the individual and what their healing journey is about and what their trauma is about. So there is no cookie cutter, one size fits all kind of a thing. And that's why you really have to find someone who um, is a professional who's going to meet your needs and who's going to take that journey with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And is this class done one-on-one or in a group session? I've done both. Mm -hmm. I've had um, the opportunity to work with um, a group of veterans. Uh, They were active duty and some were um, actually retired military. Um, There were anywhere between, you know, 10 to 25 in the group. And um, it was wonderful. We had a lot of fun. And then I've worked um, on, you know, with um, a lot of folks one-on-one and it really depends on, do you feel like you're ready to be in a classroom setting? Um, Sometimes my clients aren't, sometimes they are, you know, it's really quite individual again. Yeah. And what kind of training and credentials do you have? And also, are you licensed? Well, I'm not a licensed therapist, so I'm not a talk therapist. I'm not a social worker. I am not a, you know, anything like that. Um, and so when people do talk to me, um, I listen because I'm obviously a human, so I listen, um, but I'm not going to give you any advice other than take this back to your therapist and unpack it with them. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I am a certified yoga therapist. There is a governing body over us that does certify us as yoga therapists. 
Um, I'm also a um, RIT, which is a registered yoga trainer. Um, and so there's two different bodies that you can look at um, in order to find really reputable yoga instructors. And you wanna make sure that you have somebody who is credentialed, who knows what they're doing and has the educational background that again, will meet your needs. Mm-hmm. And I can't stress that enough. It's really true. Like you got to find someone who meets your needs and just don't go by because my friend said that this one's going to be great, but it may help your friend in a certain way, but it may not help you. Um, so for those who don't know, what is PTSD and how do people get it? Post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, how do people get it? You know, Again, it's so individual that um, you and I could be in a car accident and you could walk away and be totally fine. I could walk away with PTSD. A lot goes into it. What was your stress level like before the accident occurred? What was happening in your life? Um, what had happened prior to you in your life from the time you were a baby all the way you know, to that moment? Um, you and I could experience the same situation but walk away with very different views and you know, outcomes from it. And so that's why a group of soldiers can be in the same battle and some of them walk away fine and some of them walk away with PTSD. Mm. Um, there's nothing wrong with PTSD. It's actually your body's natural defense mechanism. So your body is doing exactly what it's trained to do. Mm-hmm anything can cause PTSD. It could be a car accident. Um, it could be a situation that you had with a clown. You know, it could be uh, a mugging or watching someone die. It could be being in a gunfight um, or battle or something. Anything can create PTSD. It's really about whatever your, your mind says, I can't wrap it myself around this. It's an ordinary person being put into an extraordinary situation. And that extraordinary situation is extraordinary to them. Mm-hmm. So again, you and I, we could be in the same car accident. Mm-hmm. For you, eh, no big deal. For me, it could be just my brain can't wrap itself around it. Mm-hmm. There we are. Yeah. And again, it is your, your body's natural defense mechanism. It's not doing anything wrong. And all it is is a, um, a flip, a, a switch that gets flipped in your, your central nervous system. It starts in the body. And everybody thinks it's this mental health issue. It's not. Sorry to burst your bubble. It actually starts in the body. What happens is that um, we have two different brains. We have the upper echelon brain that we pretty much live 99% of the time in. And that is our, you know, critical thinking and where we do math problems and, you know, remember our grocery list and all that kind of stuff. And then there's the, the other part of the brain and that's called the reptilian brain. And the reptilian brain handles all the stuff that you never think about. Breathing, going to the bathroom, you know, um, sneezing, all of these things that we don't think about, it just happens. Well, part of that is also the fight, flight, or flee, flee mechanism. Fight, flight, or freeze mechanism, excuse me. And again, it's, it's part of that reptilian brain. So if we get into a situation where we, get, we go into fight or flight, um, it's like a, a switch gets flipped. And then afterwards, what happens, um, let's see, have you ever seen two dogs fight? Yes. What happens afterwards? After the fight, mm-hmm. usually their owners are pulling them and saying, hey, let's go, we gotta separate you guys. Or they just 
there's less barking like it i guess it all depends i've only seen those two situations so did you notice that the dogs were shaking yeah ah so that shaking is them resetting their central nervous system they're going out of the fight or flight mechanism back into their upper echelon brain so just like animals we're animals by the way we also have to shake so if you see someone who's had a traumatic experience and you see them shaking, generally, what do we want to do? We want to hold them. Yeah. We don't want them to shake, right? Mm-hmm. Shaking is what makes us flip that switch back and go back up into the upper echelon brain. Now, if we don't get the chance to shake, we get stuck in fight or flight, which is PTSD. Mm. Now, the way to change this is to get that mechanism to shake. Well, we can do that with yoga therapy. We can pinpoint that muscle group that is responsible for that shaking, and we can literally make it exhausted to the point where it shakes. Yeah. And we can flip that switch again. Mm -hmm. Wow. Thanks for explaining that because even though I knew what it meant, it's just learning more about it and how it gets started. And, you know, it sometimes makes you think of like, you know, trauma memories as a kid, and then it comes back to you on certain, in certain ways of, uh, or certain days or time. And, you know, it's, it all comes together now, but it's good for the listeners to understand of how it's, and like the example that you use of the, the two dogs fighting. So I like that. You know, people don't really think about it. And then when you, you bring it up and you're like, you know, we're, we're animals too. We have to do the same thing. Everybody's like, oh, of course, now I get it. Yeah, you know, and, but it's the truth. It's the absolute truth. We have to do that mechanism in order to flip that switch back. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's, it's that simple and yet so incredibly complicated. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, for sure. Definitely. Oh, my gosh. And what is so rewarding about your job? Um, well, I kind of tease and I say that it's making people cry on their mats, um, <laughs> but I'm teasing. Um, I love watching someone walk in the room and know that they've got the world on their shoulders. You could just see it. And they spend an hour on the mat and when they're ready to leave, you can see that that has been lifted. Yeah. And just knowing that I played a very, very small part in that because really they're doing all the work, Mm -hmm. you know, that is absolutely the most rewarding because now they have a little bit more bandwidth to walk back into the world with. And if it gives them an hour or a day or whatever, they have that little bit more bandwidth. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's awesome. And where can the listeners find you? Well, I'm online. I'm like kind of like a bad penny. I just keep showing up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm at traumahealingyoga.com. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on um, Instagram. Um, but within the month of October, my app is going to be released. And that'll be available on Apple and Google, you know, Android and everything. And so you'll be able to find it at Trauma Healing Yoga. 
Awesome. That's amazing. You got an app coming out. And what is this app about? Let's talk about it. Oh, I'm so excited. I just saw the mock-up of it. And, um, you know, it's really, because I work specifically with women who have been sexually traumatized, um, I'm a two-time rape survivor. And so that's kind of my wheelhouse. Um, You know, I walk the walk every day. And so I really understand what women need. And um, so that app is really geared for them. Um, I think it's going to be really neat because they'll be able you know, our cell phones are so private and they'll be able to have that right there at the palm of their hands. Nobody else needs to know. And it's there for them. So I really hope that that's, you know, a big plus for, for ladies. Um, you know, there's going to be freebies on there for them to grab. Um, there's um, connection with um, groups and things like that, that we run. So all kinds of things really at their fingertips. That's amazing. That's amazing. And the fact that you're helping these women, that's what they need. And it's true. Like we're so attached to our phones that any app that we have, it's like, it's going to be on the phone. The phone is like the essential need right now. And this is where we're shifting. It's all of in the mobile. So that's fantastic. And I'm excited for you for that. I'm going to download it just to see how it looks and, you know, give you my support to you, but that's fantastic. And that's amazing. And you've, it seems like you've helped so many people. Do you have any Facebook groups that you can, you know, bring your members together or? I do. I have women surviving to thriving, and that is a ladies only group for women that have experienced sexual trauma. Mm -hmm. And then I have um, healing PTSD trauma with yoga therapy. It is for everyone. There's male and female in the group. It is for um, folks who have not been sexually assaulted. Um, We have a lot of folks, um, a lot of military in there with uh, PTSD from, you know, battle and what have you. So um, those are the two groups that I have running on Facebook right now. I will be launching a membership, which is going to be for women only that have been sexually traumatized. That'll be probably in January. And um, then we're going to have a special group for them. And that'll actually be off of Facebook. It's going to be in another platform, which has more encryption. Yeah. And that way there's more privacy and more confidentiality um, because let's face it, Facebook isn't the most private of places. So (laughs) (laughs) I really wanted to, and I found this incredible platform that we can do that. And um, hopefully that'll help women feel a little bit safer. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I really love that. And I cannot wait for that. You let me know when that happens so I can just promote it onto my social media. Um, But that's amazing. And one thing I wanted to ask is what advice, what advice could you give somebody who's kind of like, do I try this out? Do I not? Like, what advice could you give someone who's going through a situation like this? My first suggestion would be get a notebook. I know this sounds really (laughs) crazy. Get a notebook and write down all of the things that you tried, the date, the time, who it was with, where it was, how it made you feel, what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it. Get yourself a notebook because, you know, let's say you, you try yoga therapy today and you're like, eh, it wasn't really my bag. Okay. Try to get in six months. 
try to get in a year, try to get in 18 months. And the reason is because you're at a different point in your journey. You're not the same person. And so what appealed to you or didn't appeal to you six months ago might appeal to you now. And so keep trying things, but keep track of what you've tried. Mm. You know, maybe you didn't like the yoga class you went to last week. That's great. Okay, write it down. Don't go back to that class. Go try somebody else in six months or what have you. Keep trying and keep trying at different intervals because you're at a different place in your journey. Yeah, that's some great advice. I like that notebook, even though they're, some people don't use it anymore, but it's always great to just write it out and physically, visually see what you've tried and what you haven't. So I definitely agree with that. The notebook needs to come out and you've got to write that down. <laughs> well, what's really helpful about it is that, um, you know, if you have a therapist, you can take that notebook and say, see, I tried this. I tried this. You can show them. And that way you you're kind of keeping track. You know, you have to really own your own journey. Um, these people who might prescribe meds or might be your therapist or your massage therapist or whoever you employ, one, you're employing them. And two, they are part of your support staff. Mm-hmm. And, and this is great. You need to have the support um, circle around you to help you through it. But you also, you know, need to own it. And that's part of owning it is really keeping track of everything you've done and you've tried and what you felt about it and how it affected you. That's part of the ownership. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree. Definitely agree. You know, I really love what we've talked about today. It's so important that people should have an alternative to trauma healing and implementing yoga with it. It's just so, I can see it being so like, Oh my gosh, it it helps so many people in different ways. And I always encourage people like if you're stressed out, do a couple of yoga poses, or if you can find a quiet spot, do it. And the fact that you're implementing the trauma healing and that together, oh my gosh, the amount of people that you've probably helped that I don't even know yet, but it could be such a tremendous reward. And especially for them to feel so much better day by day or session by session. I appreciate that. I, I really, I have the best job in the world and I don't even look at it as a job because I just, I have the best gig. I really love what I do. I love being able to help people. And, um, you know, I will say that, um, I'm not all, um, you know, it's yoga and that's it. Um, you know, I also have a therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, this therapist specializes in sexual trauma um, and so there are therapists out there that do specialize. You should look for that. Um, just because you see a therapist doesn't mean that that's their specialty. Mm-hmm. So again, making sure that you're meeting your needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also take medication. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with taking meds or seeing a therapist. You just have to understand that that's just not the only thing you have to do. Mm-hmm. There is more to it. And working your body and working that out of your body is part of it. You know, we seem to live from here up. Mm -hmm. We don't really incorporate our bodies into Mm -hmm. it and we have to. And so it's really finding what, what technique works for us. Is it yoga? Is it going to be running? Is it going to be martial arts? You know, is it kickboxing? Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. 
It's so true. It's so true. You got to find something that works and find something that's going to help you with your needs, which is so important. And, you know, Anissa, I thank you so much for your time. This has been extremely educational and I've learned quite a bit of stuff knowing that I did do a couple classes of yoga and it helped me with running and it helps me to de-stress and everything. But what you're doing here is just remarkable. And the fact that you're implementing that trauma with the yoga is fantastic. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. I am so super excited to be here with you. And, you know, I would love to connect with your listeners. Again, traumahealingyoga.com. You can find me all over the place on social media. And if you get the chance, download the new app. Awesome. Well, to all the listeners, everything is going to be in the show notes. Thank you, Anthisa, again. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. I feel like I mispronounced it a couple of times, but Thank you so much again. Very educational. And I hope for those considering it or even have somebody that needs the help, definitely check out her website and get the information and get healing. (laughs) Get healing. Yes. Get healing. It's 2020, even though it's kind of gone crazy, but this is the time to heal. This is the time to work on yourself, especially for those who are working from home and stuff. So take advantage of the time. And I keep repeating that a lot, but thank you again. And oh my gosh, I'm, I, I, many blessings to you putting it out into the universe and what you're doing is fantastic. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you. And to all the listeners out there, that's all we have for now. Hi, this is Michelle Miller from Mentors on the Mic podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet podcast. Hey, it's your boy Bromar, host of the Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pen from the CQP Moments podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Ken. AKA the gentleman of the gentleman lifestyle podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. And you are listening to a little little bit bit of everything with Angelica. Angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of a little bit of everything with me. 